0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au.
1: Why do I need God's grace? Answer, because I sin every day.
0: Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that God's grace, along with his mercy, keeps us from paying the penalty dictated by his justice.
1: It comes down to this. Justice is getting what I deserve. Mercy is not getting what I deserve. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. Grace is God's unmerited favor. This is the day when the lost are found.
0: Messages in the Bible, that sound poetic and inspiring. The kind that you think you might see on social media or even crafted into a cushion or a throw rug. But when you look below the surface, you can often find a treasure trove of rich insight to sink your spiritual teeth into. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie looks at a familiar verse, an inspiring verse, but one that reveals six truths about God that every believer needs to know. Glad you joined us today for a study about blessings.
1: Bible and turn to Numbers chapter six. And the title of my message is A Blessing for You. Would you like to be blessed? Well, you've come to the right place. Numbers chapter six, starting in verse 24. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and so shall you put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. I love that, don't you? Six truths about God that every believer needs to know number one God loves to bless you. isn't that a great thing to know God Loves to bless you. Listen, the Lord is not stingy with his blessings. Jesus said, It is your Father's good pleasure to give to you the kingdom. And you know, this is the thing God loves to bless you and he wants to bless you. Look at verse 24. The Lord bless you. But what does this word bless or blessing mean? It's a spiritual word. Maybe the world will try to hijack it, but they really have no idea of what. It means. It is something only the child of God can experience. And how do you become a child of God? I'll tell you how at the end of the program, but here's a sneak peek. You're not born a child of God. You're born actually in opposition to God. You become a child of God by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you how to do that in just a few moments. But this is something that's only for the believer, only for God's child. So what does this mean to us? We learn two important truths from the very word. Number one, God wants you to be blessed and happy. Because in the opening chapter of Genesis, we read, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. And the next words are in Genesis one twenty seven, and God blessed them. So this blessing that God gives to you is something he wants you to experience. And secondly, it's independent of your circumstances. Let me say that again. This blessing or this happiness that God wants you to experience is independent of your circumstances. So you might be having great things happen outwardly or maybe you're going through a time of struggle but you can still be happy. It's not about what you have, it's about who you know. The Bible says, let your life be without greed and be content with such things that you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Listen, if you have Christ in your heart, you can be a happy person right now. Then it goes on to say, the Lord keep you, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. And by the way, this phrase that is used here, the Lord keep you, carries the idea of keeping you through something. Not necessarily from something, but through something. In other words, when you become a Christian, you will still go through hardships. In fact, there will be unique hardships and challenges you'll face because you're a Christian. But God never promises to airlift you over all of your problems. But what He does promise to do is be with you through all of your problems. As David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You might ask, well, what about when an accident or a tragedy uh, happens in the life of a child of God? Where's the keeping power of God then? You know, in asking a question like that, we're assuming that somehow we have the inerrant right to live long, easy lives and die peacefully in our sleep one day. But the Bible says our times are in His hands. And that means that the Lord's going to walk with us through life no matter what you're facing, and you'll never be alone. The Lord bless you, and the Lord continuously keep you. Point number three, God smiles on you. Verse 25 says, The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Now we've maybe said that, or we've prayed that, or we've sung that, but do we know what it means? Well, it's a beautiful statement that's really saying that when God looks at you, he smiles. He smiles. The Lord smiles on you. He's actually described in the Bible as the happy God. So he is smiling on you, and when you walk into the room, his face lights up with joy, so to speak. Not only is God smiling on you, but the Bible says he sings over you. Over in Zephaniah 3.17, it says, The Lord your God in the midst of you is mighty. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He'll rejoice over you with singing. Can you imagine what it would be like to hear God sing? I think we'll experience that when we get to heaven. Number four, the Lord is gracious to you. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face to shine upon you, and the Lord be gracious to you, in verse 25. This is something we need to constantly be reminded of. We need to understand what grace is. Grace is God's unmerited favor. It comes down to this. Justice is getting what I deserve. Mercy is not getting what I deserve. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. Let me illustrate. Let's say I loan my Harley to someone and they went out and dumped it and destroyed it. They totaled my Harley. I said, I want you to get me a brand new bike. That would be justice. Let's say I dealt with them in mercy instead, and I said, okay, you don't have to get me a brand new bike, I forgive you. But let's say I dealt with them in grace. Not only would I not make them get me a new bike, I would take them out to dinner in a beautiful restaurant, and then I would buy them their own Harley. That would be grace, you see? God's unmerited favor. And the Bible says, it's by grace you've been saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Why do I need God's grace? Why do I need God's grace over and over? Answer, because I sin each and every day. You might say, oh, Greg, you're wrong. I don't think I've even sinned once today. That thought was probably sinful because you're full of pride. The Bible says, if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. Know this, there are different kinds of sin. There's a sin of omission and the sin of commission. I heard a story about a Sunday school teacher who was speaking to her class and and she was gonna speak on the topic of sin. So she announced, today kids, I'm gonna talk about sin. Now who knows what the sin of commission is? A little girl sitting up front raised her hand and the teacher called on her and said, yes, honey, what is the sin of commission? The little girl said, the sin of commission is when you do what you should not do. The teacher said, excellent answer. Now, who knows what the sin of omission is? Little boy in the back of the room is waving his hand back and forth. Yes, son, what is the sin of omission? He says, those are the sins you wanna do, but you haven't got around to yet. No, not exactly. A sin of commission is when you do what you should not do. A sin of omission is when you don't do what you should do. And the Bible says, to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin." So we think sin is when we think a lustful thought or we lose our temper or something like that. Yes, that could be sin or that is sin, I should say. But sin can also be when the Lord prompts me to open his word and read it and I say no. Sin can also be when the Lord leads me to pray and I refuse. Sin can also be when the Lord directs me to share the gospel with a non-believer and I say there's no way I'm gonna do it. A sin of omission. You know what you should do and you don't do it. So we need God's grace each and every day, don't we? The Lord taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Just as surely as you need daily bread, or provision from God, you need daily forgiveness as well. And that's where grace comes in. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you.
0: listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And today he's anchoring his study in Numbers, Chapter 6, highlighting the six truths about God that every believer needs to know. Glad you're with us. Let's continue.
1: Point number five, God is attentive to you. He's attentive to you. Look at verse 26. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Beautiful, but what does it mean? It actually means to lift up his face, or literally to look, to see, to know, to be interested, to have one's full attention. I touched on this on my message last time, where the Lord is looking at you. He's watching you. You have his full attention. The Lord's effectively saying, I watch out for you each and every day. Sometimes we might wonder if God is really paying attention. Does the Lord know what we're going through right now? Has this whole coronavirus caught God by surprise? Absolutely not. He knows all about it. He knows what you're experiencing right now in your life, He's in control of your life right now. Even though it may seem like he's not watching, he actually is. You wonder if Joseph ever felt like the Lord had kind of forgotten about him. Remember Joseph? Sold by his brothers into slavery for no good reason. And then he's taken into the house of a man named Potiphar, who's sort of like the head of the secret service for the Pharaoh and Potiphar has this crazy wife who's trying to seduce Joseph. She was like the original cougar, right? So she's preying on Joseph, trying to seduce him. He resists her advances. And one day she has everyone leave the house and she calls him over and pulls him down on her bed and effectively says, have sexual relations with me. And Joseph runs for his life. And then he's falsely accused by Potiphar's wife of rape. He's sent to prison and he's sitting in a prison. And how easily he could have thought, God has surely forgotten about me. But the promise of God is the Lord is attentive to you. He's aware of what you're going through. And in fact, God was preparing Joseph for a great work that was going to happen in his future as he would be elevated into a place of great influence. This brings us to our final point. The Lord give you peace. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance or be aware of what you're going through. And finally, and the Lord give you peace. I mean, knowing all this about God should bring peace to your life. Are you in turmoil right now? Just know this, he loves you. He's in control of your life and, and rest in him. One final thing in this blessing of God to us. Verse 27, the Lord says, put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So the Lord is effectively saying to the spiritual leaders, listen, you guys, you have spiritual oversight. I want you to pronounce this blessing on the people and I'm gonna live up to it in their lives. In other words, don't make excuses for me. Don't soft sell this. Don't be afraid. I'm not gonna back it up. You tell them. I'll bless them. I'll keep them. I'll make my face shine upon them. I'll give them peace. You tell them. And not only tell them, I want you to tell them over and over and over again. So I'm telling you right now, wherever you are, God is smiling on you. He's gracious to you. He's attentive to you. He wants to give you his peace and you can take that to the bank. But as I said earlier, this promise is only for the child of God. The non-believer cannot claim this promise. Only the believer. The blessings of the Bible are only for the person who's put their faith in God. Why? Because you can have the blessing in your life because Jesus Christ took the curse Galatians 3.13 says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written, cursed is every man that is hung on a tree. Listen to this. Jesus was cursed so I could be blessed. Jesus died so I could live. Jesus was forsaken so I could be forgiven. So the choice is yours. Do you want to face a curse of your sin the repercussions of your evil actions, or do you want the blessing of God in your life? That choice is you. Again, I quote Deuteronomy 30, where the Lord says, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life that you may live. I love this. It's sort of like a teacher announcing a test and then giving you the answer to the question on the test. So the Lord's saying, okay, here's your choice. Blessings and curses, life and death. Now, choose life that you may live. The Lord's very clear. He wants to bless us. He wants to come into our life. But here's the problem. We're all separated from God by our sin. Every one of us have broken his commandments. You say, well, not me. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever taken the Lord's name in vain? Have you ever failed to honor your father and mother? Of course you have. We all have. So the point is this, we've broken these commandments. And the Bible says if we offend in one point of the law, we're guilty of all of it. So we've all sinned, but Christ died for our sins. He went to the cross and died in our place. And then he rose again from the dead three days later. And listen to this, he's standing at the door of your life right now and knocking. And he's saying, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. You see, you're not automatically a child of God. You're created by God. You're loved by God. But the way you become a child of God is by putting your faith in Christ. The Bible says, for as many as received him, he gave them the power to become sons of God. So let's take this Bible I'm holding right now and let's say I'm offering it to you as a gift. If you want the gift of this beautiful green Bible with multiple ribbons coming out of the bottom, you have to receive it. You just reach out and say, wow, Greg, thanks. I'll I'll accept that gift from you. God is offering you this gift of eternal life. You have to reach out and accept it. You're not born with it. You have to accept it and receive it. And when you do that, you become a child of God. So let me ask you in closing, would you like Christ to come into your life? Would you like to be forgiven of your sin? Would you like to experience this blessing that I've been talking about? Would you like to know this peace in your heart that the Bible promises? Maybe you've gone looking for this peace and this purpose and this happiness in all the wrong places. You thought drugs would do it for you. You thought booze and drinking and partying would do it for you. You thought some sexual experience would do it for you. You thought a possession would do it for you. But none of those things have worked, have they? And now you're wondering, where is the answer? you figured out where it isn't. It's all in Jesus Christ. He's ready to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, but you must ask him in. You say, well, what do you mean ask him in? How how is that even done? Through prayer. He's just a prayer away. And in a moment, I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer that you can pray after me, and this is where you're asking Jesus Christ to come into your life. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you wanna know that you'll go to heaven when you die, if you want to experience this happiness I've been talking about, if you want this peace I've been describing, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You can pray it out loud, you can pray it silently, however you want to pray this prayer because the Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Pray this prayer with me right now, Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and my Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie, praying with listeners who have made a decision for Christ today. And you know, well over 100,000 people have made decisions for the Lord through Harvest Ministries this year alone. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg, congratulations. We'd love to follow up with you and help you by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's a great way to get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on one 800
1: 0
0: Well, next time, Pastor Greg points out how to get a handle on our challenges simply by changing our perspective. We'll learn how our problems get smaller when we recognize the greatness of God. Join us same time tomorrow for a new beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called A Blessing For You. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.